Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's the time, as always, for footy. Prime, the pod, whatever that means, with Daniel, big dark dick, you, Mr. Gregory Forrest, and James Shawman. Trophies. Let's speak of trophies. The only trophy worthy of being in a man's cabinet is the head of your enemy, or perhaps the other parts of your business associates, if they cross you double, double time. Unfortunately, I cannot be there today, as I am trying out different confidants, young strapping boys, to be my manservants. Boy servants turning in to manservants, which is where Mr. Producer Dan Wong got his start. So, I would say to all the boys behind me, another city! Thank you, Nigel. You certainly are a throwback. Or is that a throw-up? Still, we, we we're sorry you can't make it on today's show in studio, but uh, we appreciate the effort once again, and uh, I'm sure there's been plenty of effort exerted right now in the house of Nigel Nigelson. James Sharman here, Danny Dickio, Craig getting, Forrest. I'm getting very worried about Nigel. <laughs> and Wong, yeah. About being think... in his company as well. <laughs> well, he was kind of topical, talking about trophies, and that will be a topic today. Um Speaking of which, um, if I use the word sextuplet, what does it say to you? Do you know what that is? Does it does it scream anything in particular? I mean, for Nigel it would, but for you, sextuplet. Sextuplet? Is that when you have... Sounds like a lot of babies. Yeah, one more than five. That's right. Yeah. Jesus. Well done. See me, Craig? Like, you, you think we're ex-professional players that haven't got a brain cell between us? <laughs> huh? No, I think there's a couple between you. But sextuplet, Bayern Munich. Way to go, Deej. Bayern Munich recorded the sextuplet today. Down, man. <laughs> One more than so five. Bayern Munchen done what today? They, they they got the sextuplet. They they won the the club World Cup, the most prestigious of all their cups, obviously, which means they got six trophies. It's not. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's the FIFA Club World Cup, Craig. Yeah, it's amazing that, isn't it? Because it's sh- kind of you think it should be. I I. I Respect the effort by fever to make it important, yeah. but it's not. Why? Why do you think it hasn't got on? Do you think they need? Well, I, you know, there's not enough days in the year. That's the problem. Because if they wanted to do a proper tournament, and they had qualifying, and say, Concacaf had, you know, four or five teams, or whatever, I think that would be interesting. Could they do it 
on a summer, you know, aside from a Euro World Cup year, have have no. one one summer a, a club tournament, a proper one? Why not? But the, the big the big problem is is you're running into leagues. You're running into first of all leagues end in at different times. Then you're running into tournaments every two years, major tournaments. Yeah, who's going to lose their season? Are you going to play in the winters, or are you going to play in the summer? Maybe play in June, like a World Cup. Well, then, no, but not every year. Globe, like maybe MLS every four years. Is screwed. Yeah, but they're not going to win anyway. They can be like a little invite. Hey, here, here you go. Yeah, but LAFC not playing. What does that mean? The league? Are you going to play the league at the same time? Like the league is not. They're not making. Money. Can they? Not- they they break for World Cups. The MLS does, right? Yeah. But Why can they gonna- break for a club World Cup? Well, how many breaks do you want? Well, once every year. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, you got a World Cup. No, it'd be twice every four well, years, right? Fair. The it'd African be twice Cup they They're every two years. That rolls around. <laughs> that yeah, rolls they're changing that though, years. right? Finally, but why? Why couldn't you? I mean, they do it for World Cups. They do it for Euros, right? Now, I just okay. think there's too much. Too much. Yeah. And I, that's my major point: is that head coaches, owners, players have played a lot of football, especially if you're at the elite level, which the Club World Cup probably will be the elite level players. You're adding on another two, possibly three games in a extended three to four week period when most players want to have that rest and recovery in preparation for the new season. So and, that's and their, my argument. And preparing for their, their eight-week preseason, right? Which you know, they need, part, part they need the, before playing their leagues, of right? Of course. You've seen the amount of injuries this year due to a lack of preseason charms. <laughs> Let's get down that wormhole again, shall we? <laughs> you punty little footballers. Oh, I did a preseason. I'm rusty. I haven't got my timing down just yet. Just because rugby don't do any preseasons, they just go this straight back into the season. This preseasons, but they generally involve a lot of drinking. Yeah, exactly. No. I don't know. Just, I mean, has if, that if, changed? Has rugby changed over the years? Oh, it's it's professionalized. Like anything else, right? Imagine rugby wasn't professional until ninety ninety five, no ninety two or ninety three. I think it was. It went fully professional. And prior to that, the what World do you mean? Cup, I was in Australia in ninety one, ninety two, and they had yeah, it's always been league. professional there. League's professional. Oh, league was league was professional. Union, this union wasn't no. no. So you got World Cups and, no and you had like policemen playing for England and airport airline, airline fighter pilots Rory Underwood playing for England and, and then if you went and played league, you were screwed because you're then professional and you couldn't go and just couldn't go back. No, couldn't go back. Yeah, I think Jonathan Davis did though. That's right. Did he? Eventually, he went back to Union. I think, but at that point, it was professional. Oh, that's right. That's why he was Otherwise, a Welsh no. Welsh fly half. He was yeah, incredible. He paid a lot of money, right? It was yeah. a million quid or something crazy. It was it was a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was obscene amount. And of even money though at the he was such a great union player, it was like, how do you turn that down? Yeah, and it's crazy how different rugby league and rugby union is. They're different sports entirely. Yeah, they really are. Well, they look the yeah, like union looked down upon like uh, you know. Like, Snobbish. I have to tell you, oh, once right? I figured out league, I was pretty impressed. Like I'm kind of like, well, you got five downs now, yeah, and it's it's basically American football or Canadian. Isn't it six? American I think it's six, isn't it? six downs. I think. Yeah. Six, or, six, including the kick. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. So five downs to make it. But my point is, it's you. It starts over again, right? Mm-hmm. And I found that very. And I tell you, and, and those boys, rugby league players, they are tough mofo's. Oh. And they're generally, they were, they were Northerners in England, weren't they? And obviously in Australia and New Zealand, but they were tough. 
because I mean that was just a grinding bang 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 it's just high impact game yeah. every, every single just drive. Oh. Put your head down. A bastardized version of the sport. It wasn't Union. Let's be honest. It wasn't as good. Not even close. But great athletes. Ellery Hanley, Martin O'Fire. Yeah. Ah, oh, legends. And that's why when the Wolfpack came to Toronto, may the rest in peace. Um, you know, ev- everyone jumped aboard. It's, it's a real sad story. But all the fans here jumped aboard. Oh, we love rugby. And then, uh, calm down a little bit here. Everyone calm down. It's not a bad sport, but it's not union. Please. That's the snobbery in me <laughs> coming through That's the there. upper class again in Shaman. <laughs> That's too bad. Though. He had toilet paper when he grew up. That's too bad. We had newspapers. <laughs> he had a toilet. <laughs> not an outhouse. Not outhouse. Like Nigel. He was drinking rosé the other night, apparently. I was like, oh, see? see? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. sell themselves as, Super Bowl. as a, the working man's man. <laughs> that was weird. Honestly, because I wasn't planning on, on really doing much for the Super Bowl. And then we thought, oh, what the hell? And then all we had in the house at that point was a rosé wine. Good for you. But going back to Bayern München, mm. credit due oh. to... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Want to change the yeah. subject? <laughs> Fed up with talking about Rosé. Uh, Rosé and rugby. Credit to uh, Mr. Alfonso Davis again for picking up another trophy. Yeah. He's so, got to be one of the most successful Canadians now. One? The. The? Already who most is, trophies. Who's more successful? Is nobody. Nobody. Well, no, no one else has picked up, apart from Owen Hargreaves. Has picked up the Champions League. Is that correct? Yes. And he would have picked up uh, yeah. Bundesliga's with Bundesliga. with Bayern Munich too, right? But in such a short well, period okay, of time, this, this you know leave Owen out of it from a way from a standpoint. That's a Canadian national team player. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. No one's close. No one's even close. How many? And I'm not comparing with respect MLS championships to Bundesliga's or Champions Leagues. But how many? How many cups did Thero win? Won a few MLS cups. Yeah, I think he won a few, like at right. San Jose. Yeah, uh, Houston definitely he won Houston. a couple as well. And All Star Game MVPs, three or four. Yeah, and then goals a season. I think a few times. Yeah, like he was a so it's. I mean, he's got amazing goals. He's got a nice trophy cabinet as well, but he hasn't got a German Super Cup. <laughs> Which is what Alfonso's got, among other trophies. But you look well, at, there, right, are, I mean, there are some Mickey Mouse trophies in there. You look at another guy who's probably been one of the most standout players in Europe for a long, long time, Canadian, Atiba Hutchinson, and the amount of games he's played. Well, that's right. I like, mean, when and, we say not close, like I talk about, like top, I mean, we're talking about Club World Cup, Champions League, you know, Boone is like, Atiba Hutchinson deserves way more, but... I think what happens in this country is that unless it's at the very, very height of like the pinnacle almost, our sport doesn't get, it gets buried. And even then it's a fight. And even then. To get press. Even then. Did you hear all about uh, the zone and stuff possibly pulling out of North America as well? Yep. Possibly so that's focusing there. on Europe and uh, Asia. And Japan, yeah, they're focusing on Japan. So, what would we lose here? MLB. Well, our jobs. North America, <laughs> specifically like US. Right. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure. So, they're going to sell those rights that they own on to somebody else? Maybe. I, but well, when they, they, said, they said mostly the like highest paying sports that they've bought. And I'm not sure whether the Premier League in Canada is going to be one of the highest expenses that they've got on their account. If you understand what I'm saying, I think like yeah, NFL, for sure. Red Zone and 
even boxing. Well, Canelo was a huge deal that run. Right? Yeah, like UFC paid, stuff. Didn't they pay about a billion dollars for boxing rights? It took it off. It took HBO. HBO, yeah. yeah. And HBO had it for the, all those years, yeah. right? Like 35 years or yeah. something. But if they're, if they're pulling out of the States or, or aren't going to continue investing in the States at least, you've got to think that's going to slowly seep up here as well. Well, they're going to be up for sale. You, you, and who's going to be going after them? There's only t- two companies. Yeah. Well, well, one of them that I can't work a, for. Make a, make a third. <laughs> could we start a channel? Yeah, we, we, could, we, we could. We could. We need some backers, though. Yeah, but from we, this garage, but could we, we need we the games. Studio? We, could, <laughs> we should get one that's insulated. <laughs> we need the games. We can buy the games. I've got, I got contacts. Yeah? They might not be the best of games to start with. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. I you say the best of contacts. <laughs> no, definitely not Are the they best all your, of your, Mil- your Millwall friends. And you're like, hey, your friends and the West Ham friends. We got, we got some hell Watch out. I've got five quid in my pocket. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry. We'll look after you. Might that's- be a little bit fuzzy now and again. The stream yeah. might go down. Ah, <laughs> uh, but the halftime shows would be great. Oh, yeah. Legendary, you know. Man, from this garage in minus 15, commentating on Akron Stanley against Scunthorpe. Or we got the rights to the North, nationwide North division or <laughs> something. Hey, okay. Um, yeah. We were talking about that earlier today on the dark web, eh? How far we've fallen from the cozy confines of Sportsnet. All of us, at one time or another. Yeah. To the less than cozy confines of minus 15 degree garage. <laughs> to the frozen toes. Yeah. I it is cold. Up, I got to put up that picture where there was the three of you uh, at the Sportsnet desk. Yeah. And then the other one for our Christmas show where the three of you are freezing <laughs> by a fucking year. <laughs> on the back of the pickup. Right. We should do that. Pick Get a pick tonight. Get a pick tonight of all sitting in the same locations and then we'll compare it. Well, you know, I'll find it. Yeah. You know what? I feel way more alive now than I did then. Of course Fellas, you do. let you me tell to. you. Yeah. You feel, more, you feel more free, Sean. Free. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Who no, wanted the free it... suits and the makeup and, nah, all and the paycheck? Yeah, and, and the, the paycheck. And the money. <laughs> nah. Sellouts. We're not us. Forget the money. <laughs> That's my money. money's for sellouts, everyone. We don't need money. We've got a company keeping us warm. That's right. God, pass me the pistol. You know, maybe one day we can get some uh, heaters down on by the toes. Because that, that would be idea. it. You've it, been hanging around with Shams too much. <laughs> well, the heaters like it's good, like for your your heat. But if it was down, and when you have long extremities like you do. It's a long oh, way for the blood to travel. Cold by the oh no, they're freezing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're <laughs> really cold. Toasty. I got two pairs of almonds on and a pair of boots. You're very prepared. Yeah, thank you. Think about the 2007 Danny Dicchio looking at the 2021 Danny Dicchio. Wow, I've shortchanged. Put on a couple of pounds. <laughs> Beard. Beard. <laughs> couple of careers. <laughs> Six hundred pounds of wasted flesh around you. <laughs> uh, now I mentioned before trophies. FA Cup was up for grabs replays this past week. Some good games. In particular, of course, Everton beating Spurs 5-4. They still wanted it. Enjoyable game, eh? It was Cracking a lot of fun. Game. Cracking game. Some very, very questionable defending, but a cracking game. It was interesting as well that uh, I think Jose had a little pop at Arsenal about a year ago. That's right. That Arsenal, I think they lost the game 5-4 or something, and he said... What is this? This is this is this is not ice hockey. This is like it's, Premier League. This 
This is not defending. So all the tweets is it disgraceful? Out, yeah. He says disgraceful, disgraceful scoreline. Yeah. He goes, if we were playing three on three in training, and it's a five four scoreline, I'd, I'd send them back into the showers. Yeah, because not defending properly. <laughs> not oh. that he was happy after this one either. Yeah. Oh, he must be. Somebody his was words. keeping that. Yeah. On a file somewhere, waiting for the the day, because it's always going to happen. You're always going to get thumped. Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, say, anybody uh, catching City? I don't think anybody's catching City. No. I think they're done. I think they're gone. I think they could do the, the triple or the sextuplet. They could do the sextuplet next year. What's the, what's the thing after the sextuplet? The seven sextuplets. Septuplet. Septuplet? Then, then, is it set? Uh, it's a, seven set? Sep. Oh, sep. Yeah. Is that seven? Sept. I think it's sept. Yeah. Sept plus Because then, then, then it'd be octuplet. Then it would be octuplet. Is it oct? Is so sept between oct and sex? Well, you're still stuck on that with sex tuplets, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and Larry Flint died. So oh, that's right. Let's all bring it back. Full I'm sure he circle. knew some sex tuplets in his time. And, and and trophies. I thought he was dead because the movie I, came out a long time ago, right? The uh, a long hustler movie. I did too. I was like, oh no, he was alive. Well, Courtney Love. Was, he's dead now. Woody Harrelson. I thought he was Woody Harrelson dead before. He was shot, wasn't he? And paralyzed. Yes. Yeah. People look. <laughs> Do you know who Larry Flint is, Teach? Yeah, I don't know him personally, but he was this guy that started Hustler, Hustler. And Hustler. Hustler. And yeah, Hustler was the movie, the, the movie was. It was really a movie. kind of it was a grungier type, yeah, which was really frowned upon more so because I mean Playboy was frowned upon by a lot of people, right? Yeah, but that was pretty innocent Playboy. Penthouse was right. kind of in between Hustler and Playboy, right? Yeah. So what did Hustler sort of. have that? They were super racist. Super what racist. Were they? How? Oh, my God. Like, who? Like, black, unga bunga, that kind of racist. Like, Bugs Bunny racism. <laughs> What's that got to do with... Uh, Hustler was a racist. If you look at some of their cartoons... and all Oh, the cartoons. Way, the cartoons. They were cartoons? They, they had cartoons. Really? It was a virulently racist... Uh, like, I remember going, oh, my God. Right. Like, it was horrible, like... Larry Flint wasn't the greatest, like, human being. No. 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 You know, only only a couple pornographers are. Generally speaking, you're Hugh a pornographer. Hefner, Hugh, Hugh Hefner got <laughs> looked... With all the pornographers, I Hugh know. Hefner gets looked upon a lot differently, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, but probably not a great guy. James Shulman of pornography. Upper class. <laughs> Hugh Hefner. The Dan Hef. Wong was more Larry the Flint. Hef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, uh, no, Wonger would love the, uh, the old dread, like, the... the Breakfast coat, <laughs> yeah, right. A little cigar, no, yeah. the, the smoking jacket, smoking All jacket, day. yeah, at the bunny the house pipe. or whatever. The pipe, the Playboy Mansion, yeah. So there's some similarities between Hustler and Larry Flynn and Manchester City, really, isn't there? Because there's obviously a lot of hate and how they've gone on and been successful. Yeah, you're right. Starting kind of from the bottom, yep, so to speak, working their way up. I wouldn't call them racist, Man City, but. Uh, no, a no, lot of but people did not like them in the in the first place. Became massive. Still do not like them. Fifteen games now on a fifteen game winning streak. That's the greatest ever in top flight history, at least Premier League era. I'm not sure before Premier League. I never know. But still fifteen games. Fifteen on the hop. In all competitions. Yes. Yeah. And and doing it in style too. So I don't want to why did everyone hate them? I think it was just purely because of how the owners took over. Um even in the last couple of years, they've been really, really sought after with all their transfer 
kind of finances. Yeah, pushing the envelope and the, the financial envelope. fair play there rules. Was big, there was a big uh, kind of project that, that was on them where they could have been banned from Champions League. Sorry, an investigation, not project. A couple of years ago where we spoke about they could possibly get banned for a long, long time, but it was never going to happen. Because money always talks, but the, uh, the the big boys in world football didn't like them as well, and they were trying to target them. The yes. the, the established big boys, the you know Liverpool's, United's, Real Juventus's, Madrid's. Real Madrid's. They, they this newcomer comes in and wants a, a seat at their table, and they're not so happy to give it up, are they? And it was bought. Well, yeah, but it wasn't that it long ago. Nowadays. The Arabs had no interest. You never saw them involved in any. Who were the first ones, Craig? Who were the first like family that bought? into a football club because it wasn't Manchester City there was there's a couple before that was PSG before them I think PSG were off yeah, I think it was after two yeah is that right around the same time though a few years right yeah um, the one of the Venkies it's not, not the same level obviously but the Venkies with Venkies Blackburn, Blackburn was yeah, mid 2000s Indian Pakistani oh they oh, were with they're they're right. yes yes <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> I can't I don't know what they, they were either Indian oh, or yeah, Pakistani yeah. but um, when when the kind of Dubai money started coming in, Qatar money, that was like a different level of we've got buckets to spend. Like if we're going to get fine a million, two million, we're going to put the price of the bucket of oil up a cent and we'll make that back within an hour. So no one could compete with them. So the uh, I think it was the financial investigation a couple of years ago, they, they got found out for illegal... Is it player signings? Is paid also. Well, there's a lot of like, youth players coming in. Sponsorship uh, stuff like you know the Etihad stadiums. They own Etihad, right? So it's just going from one pocket to another, or the airlines, or the you know all these different things. And again, it's all sport washing to give them a positive. Yeah, spin are they, are they still in, hated in, though? They're not hated as much now as they were though. I think people kind of got used to it, haven't they? And the style of football they play, I think Pep's likable. You it's changed? I think a lot's got swept under the carpet. Uh, you got to remember, Manchester City, you're a massive, massive club in England. They were a sleeping giant for a long time. They went down to Division 2, I think, which was the third division in England back in the 90s. Because and of Terry Dunfield, right? Terry, 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 Terry brought them down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if it wasn't for, I think it was a Paul Dickov winner in a playoff final, they could have really been gone down to the shitter and, and their old stadium main road was a fantastic stadium but it needed renovating so they just cleaned house, built a new stadium on a real bad part of Manchester a casino well, Wasn't it a part of the it. Commonwealth Games? I don't know if it was crazy. Yeah, I think it was It was a Commonwealth Stadium that they would take it over after. Maybe Yeah, but Pretty interesting not. considering there was a track Yeah, that's Better right. Better than West Ham but they've taken <laughs> the track better. out of, of uh, the city stadium now. Yeah, but it's around that area. It's not a very good area where it's where the where the stadium is. But they've built a wonderful training facility and complex nearby. The second team, the under twenty threes, play in a stadium nearby as well. And it's just yeah. I was it, over there a few years ago now, and it was after the the acquisition. And they they was we, we toured. Who was it touring with? Who was the guy? Maybe in one of the fan. In the fan groups years ago now, but anyway, he was saying how the new owners have come in, but they've really tried to maintain that family feel to the club. They've they've kept people working there that have worked there for years. Like the woman that ran the club shop, she was lovely. 
and she'd been running the club shop for years and years, and she was still running the club shop even as it was growing and growing. And they made a real effort to keep that that intimacy at the club, despite having so much money and buying so many, you know, out of this world that players. That is vital. If you if you want to keep the connection with the community, which Man City is a big community club. There's arguments that Man City is the biggest club in Manchester, the, the most supported club in Manchester. I'm not sure how realistic that is, but Manchester United are renowned for having fans throughout Britain and the UK and worldwide as well. Yep. City is the working man's club. Um, it's funny how every city's got a working man's club and then yeah. the other club, right? Everton's the city. It's not true because United have working class people that support them as well. I know a lot of Man United fans. That yeah, a lot of everything club. supporting them. Yeah. yeah. Massive. But it just shows you, like, you've got in a city like Manchester, you've got two massive giants of a football club. And it's not that big a city, really. It's not even, it's, I don't think it's in the top three in, in England. Was it London, London's Birmingham? Biggest, Birmingham second. I think yeah. Bristol's third and maybe... And Bristol maybe have two enormous super clubs too. Rovers and City. The Gasheads and the Shitheads. <laughs> is it. that what it is? Shitheads? Rovers, Rovers are Gasheads and City's Bristol shit. City are Shitheads. It, why are they the Shitheads? No idea. That's their nickname. Is it really? Yeah. My mate Nigel. Not Nigel. Nigelson. Devin Nigel. English. is a big City fan actually. Yeah, Ask him about that. <laughs> He's but, a Shithead in Do you think City could do the triple this year? Because they're in the League Cup final, they've got Man City. Yeah. Have got I think they've got Everton in the in the cup final or quarterfinals of the cup. Yeah, they're running away with the Premier League. They're still in with a chance of the Champions League. I'd say there's more chance of them getting it than not getting they're it. In the league, they the way they're playing, lose the Champions League final. Would do you think a City fan at this point would rather win the Champions League and lose the other three? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. Because they, they'll tell you, oh, we don't care about the Champions League. We, we hate UEFA. They've been targeting us. But when I it comes mean, you, down you to you it. You love those questions, don't you? Those hypothetical. Yeah. That's because I'm a host. It's to challenge you. Yeah. I'm challenging why you, Craig. Just like, why do you have to choose? It's not like you have to choose. No, I'm making you choose. There's a gun to the head. There's nothing <laughs> that we say is going to matter anyway. <laughs> Jesus. So why even bother with this fucking podcast? No, I mean, hey? we're, like, we're not going to influence the result. I think they want to win. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought Dickie was the angry one here. They want to win everything they're in. Right. Well, of course they do. But they wouldn't mind. If, they, if, they, if the Champions League was the only <laughs> thing that they won, they would be okay with that. Except at this stage, no, I mean, look at the league. Were they five up with a game in hand? It's Tough to lose it. It's interesting as well. There's a couple a of years ago, Pep had a little pop at the fans because he didn't feel that they were as engaged about the Champions League as mm-hmm. as they should be. Like as they, they they weren't as interested in it. Some of the games weren't sold out. They weren't sold out, like for a Premier League game or other games that they were playing. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear Man City's fans like their their outlook on things. People get they used to people get used to winning, don't they? Yeah, it's true. You give somebody like ten years of winning, and everything changes. This time last year, people are beginning to question Pep as well, right? Ah, oh, has a game in the England kind of outgrown Pep? You know, he's got to change his methods, and here we are now, a year later, and he's dominant. And guess who's the guy under the fire? Klopp, right? It's, yeah. Jesus Christ! People yeah. need to take a freaking pill, don't they? It's unbelievable. Like, there's dips and there's peaks and valleys in oh, football fair. seasons and, you know, year to year, like, for Christ's sakes. Liverpool's being hammered right now and 
I've, I've heard it's journalists. It's 57 years since they've lost three games in a row yeah. at Anfield. But I've heard, I've, I've heard like, revered journalists say, well, it's time for a rebuild this summer. Complete re. They're, they're missing key players, yeah. right? I don't it's, think it's, it's a major issue, honestly, long term. Do you? It, there's so many other factors. And obviously, we heard about the, the sad news about Jurgen Klopp's mother passing away last week and he couldn't even attend her funeral. So he was pretty snappy in the press and there was a couple of interviews that he didn't really buy into. And it just goes to show that the media, I'm not, I know they have a job, but they also have no idea what's going through that personal life of the player, the head coach. Yeah. And for him to be questioned on a rebuild when he's probably been part of the most successful period at Liverpool Football Club in years, in years, and people are saying they want to rebuild. They probably like, it's baffling to me. It's, it's baffling. He's lost his top three centre backs, including the best player on the pitch most most games for the entire season. It's not going to be an issue, uh, an easy season for them, right? But and it's also an odd season. I always worry, you know, when given... they just lost uh, Van Dijk alone. That alone, so I'm that saying, alone. Yeah. yeah, just the balance of that, and how good he is, and leader, and. That, that said, that said though, okay, that said, we, we've seen the, the truly great managers, you know, selling great players just before their their best, right? And our rumors about Mane and, and Salah. If you were looking for a refresh, not a rebuild, is now the time to sell a Mo Salah this summer and, and get a lot of money for him, even in a you know depressed market, and maybe reinvent that that front three. Jota is, is fantastic; he's now slowly getting back to health. But is, you know, would this be the equivalent of Fergie selling who, Van Nistelrooy or a Ronaldo? Ronaldo, yeah, right, exactly. I, I agree with you. I think there's a, a a ceiling on every plan and every club is is very wary of this as well. And they want to capitalize when they've got the best out of that player and they think he's probably achieved what he can at the club and they need to invest in maybe a younger player with potential. There's rumours about Mbappe really wanting to play for Klopp at Liverpool. I think if you ask most Liverpool fans, they would take Mbappe in a heartbeat and say Mr Salah, thank you for all you've done for the club. There's no hard feelings. You can go on to Real Madrid or wherever you want to go and and play, which you've said you want to go and play in Spain, with no hard feelings. But uh, I do agree with you. I think think Ferguson used to get that right a lot with, with players that were just past that cusp of what they've achieved at the club and they've still got a lot of kind of money behind them where they can maybe they've get got value a behind good, them right yeah, good value for for a price that they could get in and bring other players in it's so difficult though right to know when that point is because you don't want to lose the fans you knew when to get well. out exactly right you knew when to get out too yeah well, did he ever right yeah but I mean teams do get stale right I mean I'm sure you guys have experiences with teams that got a little bit stale and you maybe didn't want to sell a certain player but they, they had to keep it fresh do you have any examples of that well I think that that you know Liverpool winning the league they haven't done it for so long and the effort that that took getting over that hump and then you then you got a team like City this year who not one last year, you know, and then now they're hungry again. And Liverpool may have just dropped down just a little fraction. They had some injuries and then just a little bit. Next thing you know, you're 10 points behind. <laughs> like I've said this before, like for me, it's, it's a real 
balancing act of not upsetting the group that have been so successful, not upsetting the fan base because they idolize these players. And it happens in all sports as well. I'm sure it happens. Like there's talk about the Raptors now with Lowry trading and who's been such a great servant uh, with the Raptors. But for me, if you're at the top of the league and you're competing, that is when you need to bring in new faces to keep competition at a high, high level. And that's where the balancing act of bringing the right character and the right personality into that successful group as well. Because it could turn the other way mm-hmm. with not only the players that have been successful, but the wrong characters or personalities coming in thinking they're big time Charlies. and Or that they're going to walk straight in the first team. Like, Yeah, and it totally disrupts the chemistry that has been. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to make it really clear that if that person's coming, they might have, you know, you have to work your way in and you're there for, you're going to get lots of playing time, but. Out of the gates, you're not going to start. Did you see the uh, Luis Suarez? I think it's an interview this week, or um, talking about when he was at Liverpool, and he knew that it was time to move on when they signed Fabio Barini, because he got I needed a top player to push me. That's how I'm at my best. And I saw Barini and thought this guy just isn't the class. So it wasn't to make the team better because I personally needed someone behind me to push me, push me, push me. I found that really interesting. Because a lot of players might be the opposite. They might shrink under that pressure, right? But he's a guy that, no, I, I need to be at my maximum yeah. and to feel that pressure. Again, it's, it's that balance of, do we want to upset our superstar, our number nine, who's got all our goals, but if he gets an injury or a call-up for international games or tournament, do we have someone in that's capable of, of coming to replicate his goal-scoring abilities? Or do we need to bring in someone that is going to really push him in a different way of... He's got to perform it week in, week out. If he goes away with international duty, he knows that this guy is going to come in and bang goals plenty, and it's going to be tough for him to get back in. We want that. We want that competition in our squad. I know that I would prefer that. I would 100% prefer that. But as, as a player or as a coach? As a player and a coach. Yeah. I what want if someone... What if it was Messi in front of you and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> then I know that I would be speaking to my agent to say, "I want to go somewhere where somebody's going to push me, just not that that much." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Big, that, that I, I might better just be better than that. A big man, little man combo. Messi and Decchio could work yeah. pretty well. Yeah, hold true. the ball up for him, right? Just oh, he's a little bit of a ball hog, though. That's true. Yeah, he's screaming, <laughs> scream, Leo, Leo, any chance? Can you stop putting the ball in the top corner of that net? Let's try and just yeah. smother one in yeah. and crack a defender and keeper in the. We, we ever at a club? Ever at a club where there was one player who was clearly the best player and, and the biggest personality, maybe, but was like so far above everyone else that you know there was that that respect. Or were you that person? I, I never that that much better, other than like. The ability of Paolo Di Canio. Right. Everyone knew the players loved it. Like, yeah, yeah, they just loved it. Loved it. When he did something in training or the games, like he. Yeah. Magical. It's interesting you say that because the other players bought into what he brought to the team. They knew that he was a talent, crazy guy as well. Oh, yeah. He could flip at the tip of a hat. Oh, yeah. But they knew what a wonderful talent he was, and the flair that he brought to that team, uh, goal scoring ability from out of nowhere. And West Ham had a lot of good players in that group as well, like Trevor Sinclair, guys like that, that were also very good international players. But they bought into yeah. the understanding of what what such a mercurial talent De Canio was. 
you know. And then have the young lads, the Rio Ferdinands and Lampards and exactly Joe Cole, Michael Carrick. Yeah, shit, they could have kept a hold of those guys. That would have been. Oof. Watch out. Yeah. Was Palo there after those guys, or was he there at that time? I forget. No, he was there with them. He was, yeah. Okay, yeah. they came through under. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Straight out of the youth team, and there's got this absolute lunatic. Man. Hey, listen, watch Palo the way he moves on the field, but that's really about it. Don't, don't really, you know, yeah. don't don't go, you know, nuzzle under his wing. <laughs> don't let him teach you the way to be a professional don't footballer. Don't sit next to him on a plane. <laughs> Fuck. Why? What are you doing in the plane? Well, he just... He, he thinks every bump like is going down, like, and he he made me a nervous flyer. I went from like a I was fine about flying to now like fucking hands sweat, like because of him, like he, he literally turned me, like he was just he's unbelievable. He wouldn't just hide in the corner here, bring you all down with him. Yeah, well, he, you guys have told you guys this story before when he he had the flight halted. We're on the plane. We, this the, we've never heard this story. You never heard this? No. We've right. heard him jumping out the window. That one, right? Oh, was that the same dude? No, that's a different guy. That's, oh, that's yeah. the Chilean. Oh, the Chilean guy. Is. Sorry. That yeah, was, that was yeah. very stereotypical <laughs> yeah. of me. Yeah. No, so we're like, we taxi all the way out to the runway. We get positioned to go. You know, you're sitting there ready to go. The stewardess is sitting out there the looking the other way down the uh, plane. Prepare for cross-check. Exactly. One of them is like, excuse me, sir, you have to sit down. And I look behind and there's, there's DeCanio at the back of the plane going, I want off. I want off. Get me off this fucking plane. I want it's just off. Just the team's plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. And directors, all that kind of stuff. Harry turns around. He's like, oh, fuck me. What's he fucking doing now? Right? He goes, sit down for fuck's sake. So, and he's like, no. No, he's like, no, I've had a dream. I've had a dream. I want off. Wouldn't sit down. So that we have to taxi all the way back to the fucking gate, dump him off. One director had to get off with them to drive him. Where were you flying? We're flying up Manchester Way, Newcastle, maybe. Like an hour flight, half an hour Oh, flight. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But a hell of a drive through Birmingham, Adich, on a Friday afternoon. Oh, it's horrible. I can just picture the West Ham squad on the plane now, like that, that uh, film, that, that sequence in Aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're pinning the yeah. canyon down to the chair and they're all just throwing a haymaker. Slap Settle down, Paolo. Yeah. I Everybody just, come on, Paolo. Come sniffing. on, Paolo. It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. Can you, like, literally, yeah, no, we're taxiing back. Really? You should have, like, spiked his milk. Lost, like, our spot. Lost, our, lost our spot in line, obviously, so it took us a stick back. Ain't going on no plane. <laughs> BA. Yeah. You remember <laughs> that club car? I had the club car. Remember I was telling me we went through the field? That yeah. club car, uh, uh, DeCanio ended up with it as well at some stage and what happened with him he was pissed off with the club for some reason he went to the airport he parked it outside of departures like right outside got out got his gear and just oh, yeah, flew yeah. to Italy bomb flew to <laughs> Italy. Jesus so the club get a call they're like you know when it, like there's a yeah. suspicious car sitting I'm outside kidding. and it's registered to West Ham United what <laughs> Is it? Oh, it's fucking nut bar. The canyon just left it. 
there's no more crazy. It doesn't seem like any more crazy characters like the Kanyo. I mean, maybe there are, but you don't hear about them anymore, do you? It's just so professional now. It's a shame. Yeah, I think I think the games opened up to players' private lives and social media, and the agents are now telling the players to behave in a way because of the marketing and branding of certain players and their image rights. And they research the player's character as well and, and mindset. So time, yeah. would the Kenya even get an opportunity nowadays, you wonder? Would well, clubs Harry, be scared Harry off? Wasn't, I, I know the story with, with West Ham. Harry wasn't going to take him. Well, it wasn't Harry was going to take him. So many teams had said no chance, no chance. For Wednesday. Just because of his escapades at Wednesday, throwing a referee to the ground. And no one wanted to touch him. They knew he had the talent. Yeah, even a Celtic, right? It's Celtic luck. as well. But Harry was kind of the last straw who said, I think I can bring him into this For group a fucking of million quid. Yeah. But a great deal. Looking oh, back, yeah. what a deal. The very first training session, he hit this, like, the goal of the century they hit, like, something like that. You do something crazy like that all yeah. the time. Did that in the first training session. And Frank Lampard, the senior, his assistant coach, is on the other side of the field. It's like, Libs, we got ourselves a fucking bargain. <laughs> <laughs> they did, million quid. Just pushed a referee, and the referee took a dive. But he was a, he was a crazy guy. Like even in Italy, he kind of got ostracized there and pushed out, and that's why he came to like the he UK. Does. But he had like fascist beliefs and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Go, he's got Lazio. background. Yeah, with Lazio, was, could have been in Hustler. Yeah, could have been Larry Flynn's best. In bike. the cartoons, anyway. There's, there's, those are those infamous pictures of him flashing the fascist salute, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got some interesting views. Interesting story as well from Lazio. I was reading in the uh, um, Gazetta, the Italian paper last week, that Lazio have signed Mussolini's great-grandson. Bloody hell. And, like, the, the kid's probably so oblivious to, to this all. The mum has come out and done a kind of short statement saying, we have no kind of beliefs behind the great-grandson. The, the fans have gone crazy about it. Is he called Mussolini? Are they changing yeah, the, his surname? They, they Mussolini. get the name. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Mike Mussolini. <laughs> Giuseppe. Was he a CFL player? <laughs> yeah. Mike Mussolini. They call me. Tycats, right? Tycats, wasn't he? I'm the, yes, I'm the great grandson of, you know. Man, that's that's a that's a big shadow you're walking beside yeah, in your shot. life, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Especially because of all the media it was attention. His club. Because that, that's now was, come out in England club. as well, and. You think you change your name though? I mean, you don't see too many Hitlers walking around, do you? Robbie Hitler. <laughs> Robbie Hitler. <laughs> never, never met him, but nice Trevor, guy. Trevor Paul Pot. <laughs> Bobby Impaler. There you go. <laughs> tough, tough surname to have, though. It is, man. You better Not be good. The uh, Lazio. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. You get, it gets you in the door. <laughs> Something I think he's like in the U16s, U17s, but the kid, the pressure on him now. He must be the great great grandkid, right? Yeah, I think. great great great. What do you mean, like pressure? Well, yeah. pressure in what way? Because you better be a out, you better be a fascist. Well, the head, the head coach had like... to come out and make a statement as well, and saying that we don't look at him in that way. We just look at his talent, and he's a very humble, respectful they're young man. They're still linked man. to it, though, aren't they? But they're linked they're to, it. Linked yeah. to it. There's no way you can get away from that. The club try to separate themselves. because like his militancy. 
He angers quickly. <laughs> he's very, yeah. he's very dictatorish. That's right. We like that about. Oh, it's somebody. interesting how football clubs. Some football clubs are like supported by a certain political group. Yeah. Some are separated just by geography. Very rarely, religion. Like, yeah, that's the difference in North America compared to Europe because of the. The level the of histories yeah. from how clubs were started up. Even AC Milan, my my big club, like who I'm a big fan of, was started up by an Englishman. Yeah, back in that's why you got like the, the late the 1800s. St George's Cross on the on the yeah. crest, right? An athletic club. He was like a cotton manufacturer in in Turin. He moved to Milan. He started up a cricket club, and then it became like a football club as well. He bought the the, the sport over to Milan. Yeah. That's the same all around the world in Brazil and Argentina. Who's the team in in Brazil, Craig? That playing the black and white. Um, oh, is it San, San, Santos? Yeah, Pele's team. Yeah, there's there's so many great stories behind the clubs and the historic yeah. startup. English red lot like Juventus, and then Juventus uh, got County. all the Notts County yep. and said, "Our jerseys. We need some jerseys that don't run. Like we need some." Yeah, and they sent them the jerseys and. That's, that's the how they became the black, the Bianco and Neri. That's amazing. Is there anything like that in North American sports? Like, I, I know, I'm not just talking about in soccer, but like in hockey. I know the Maple Leafs were the St. Pats, yeah? Yeah. Because of a big Irish background. Is that, Jimmy told me the story before. Yeah, there's an Irish connection there for sure. And the St. Pats, I'm not sure what year they turned into the Leafs though, but it was the St. Pats for sure. But even Montreal, like, is is there a... Even the Quebec team that used to be Nordique. Nordique. Is there any like history, or like as Craig there were said, other teams, political always, or religious? Kind it was of always just well in no. Montreal. It was Catholic and French Canadian, right? Yeah. So I was. What were you brought up as religiously? Anything? Me? Yeah. Uh, Church of England. Oh, Church of England. Eh? My dad's an atheist. Oh, he was Roman Catholic. And he's an atheist. So he, your mom was. A Church of Anglican, England, Christian. which is Anglican, right? Christian, but your mum's English, right? Yes. That was Italian. Yeah. There's all the different. Yeah, I just it's yeah. it's Protestant, right? Anglican, it's Protestant, Anglican, Protestant yeah. Right? Yep. And did was there a religious bent on teams in England? In England, like in EPL, like which was the most fervent? Because not really in in England, in Scotland for sure. Yeah, we know the the great rivalry there between Glasgow Rangers and Celtic. The Queens Park Rangers must have been very Protestant. You know what? There's Queen's a Park. big Irish. Liverpool uh, have a cap, is it? kind of Keep you connection, don't really? they? Liverpool have a connection with Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. They like each other. I'm not too sure about the English teams. I'd have to go back. I'm watching the uh, the Tudors right now. Have you seen the Tudors? Have you seen this? It's really good. And it's about Henry VIII and about how that, that reformation from kicking the Catholic Church out of England and creating the Church of England. It's really interesting, actually. Lots of boobs too. Has yeah. a lot to do with power. lots of boobs. Had a lot to do with power. A little bit. It's <laughs> as if the church was, con- you know, yeah. conflicted with the the power of the the throne. Yeah. God, what a mess! It's all so messed up. Why would up. they want to do anything with Rome at that time? Like, I was like, <laughs> what? Keep it all in house. Did you watch <laughs> the, the show um, about how football started? Um, the gentleman's game, or that one about? Oh, let's call the gentleman's game, isn't it? The English game. The English game, yeah. Really good. So yeah, excellent. Good. You would have done really well in that era, oh, I man. thought. I think no I thought about rules. you. No rules, elbows, no vicious. No, no like, elbows. Pushing the keepers in the net. Yeah. We were, but of course, you were lower class, so you wouldn't have we ever got an opportunity. You, the That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see that? You ever <laughs> see that? <laughs> Coal miner up north or something. <laughs> Do you ever see that big fat goalie that played for Chelsea back in the day? 
Have you ever seen that guy? Bobby. Craig, you, you played like 10 <laughs> games with him. <laughs> no, he was a boxer, right? What are you talking about? You, fat Chelsea guy. I was making fun of you. He, he was a lean, mean fighting oh, machine. I know. I can't. He's never fat, was he? Never. Um, Chelsea fat, a fat Chelsea goalkeeper. Yep. What era? I don't know. Eighteen ninety. Oh, no, wow. Before my time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always thought that for hockey, they should just get a really Big obese fat person. Yeah. And just lie him sideways, so the hardest shot would be like a top. But goaltenders now in hockey, they're like six five, six six. A lot of these guys, right? And the pucks still get past them. But before they used to be really small, the goalies. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were known as the small and the French no generally. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, they were trying to hit the puck with a two by four too. Remember? True. Still. Oh, still. Yeah, but like, not, it it's be, not like it's today though. No fuck. You die. They wouldn't. La- they wouldn't last. A game would they like? Well, they'd, they'd be once, deaths once with that pocket. There'd be at least a death forehead. every couple of days. Right in the middle of the forehead, teach you'd definitely yeah. have some problems there. But I went in golf my, my little boy the other day. He was playing a little bit shinny in an outdoor ring, and he hit one right off my shin. I wanted to kill him. I like. I was I was in my I was in these boots on the ice, going okay. You can just like round me and take some shots, and he pinged one off my shin. I swear, I've never felt pain. <laughs> Like I had boots to my head, boots in my mouth. Like <laughs> it pinged off my shin bone, and I tried to chase him and fell on my ass. Maybe that's why my back's sore. Maybe that's why you think you, you fell on ice. There you go. Two and two, six to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you go with your fat Chelsea keeper. He's cool. actually his, his his nickname was Fatty. I love the nicknames back in those days. You know, yeah, straight up, yeah, original, Whitey. yeah, yeah. Can't fire me. <laughs> yeah, all the colors. Yeah, William Henry Fatty Folk. <laughs> Fatty fuck. You got a picture? Yeah. Hang on a second. He was an established professional cricketer and football player. He was renowned for his great size. He was six foot nine. Offensive line and fat. He fat weighed, six at nine. The, at the end of his career, he weighed three hundred and thirty-six pounds. For 6'9"? That is an offensive line. And he played for freaking Chelsea. He died at 42, the big man. Oh, Yeah. 6'9 is absolutely a giant. Yeah. And 330 isn't hugely... Not in a a 6'9 frame. No. Still, you're a big boy. What's Shaq? 330? God, I don't know. I think it's about 330 at his biggest. Yeah, I think that's what he was listed. Was he listed at that? Was he more than that? If he was, uh, well, you're yeah, six, you know what? Six. I think I think he did weigh more than that. He was seven foot, yeah. right? Was he seven foot? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's seven. What was your playing weight? My playing weight? Yeah, not listed, but actual truthful playing weight. Do you, you don't remember? Well, actually, I do because it's pretty consistent. I was just in, it was in stone or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen. Fourteen. I think it was fourteen. Right. Is that two ten? Is that 210? Two, two, yeah, somewhere two around five, there. 205, yeah. 210. I think 40. It's a good size. Yeah. 210 and 6'5. I had a hard time keeping the weight on. Yeah. That's what I am. I'd, right? I'd, I'd <laughs> eat 210. You're, you're not 6'5. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm 4'7. I'm a fire hydrant. 4'7 lying down. <laughs> what was your playing weight? Same. I was Same weight? Around that, yeah. And what are you now? I would say I'm around 225, 230 now. What are you now? Probably the same. No, I don't know. I, you know what? I might be the same. 
you both neither of you are fat. Unfortunately. I wish you were fat. I wish you were fat. Sixteen. You're not. My body looks different than it does in yeah, the mirror, but it weighs the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Muscle weighs a lot more than fat. You saw it here. You put that that clip up on Twitter the other day from the the footy show. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, my missus looked and she went, oh my that God. That was 2008. She that was. Look how like, slim you are. You, you look like sick. You look oh, fit. <laughs> sick. You went yeah. sick. You're like playing yeah. professional football. Yeah. <laughs> she said, look at your flares as well. I was like, yeah. You look good compared to me and KJ though. We look like shit. You had like a snooker waistcoat. Yeah, a little waistcoat. Yeah, like my, my wife goes. Look clothes were no, bad. I never did, right? Exactly. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> I don't know what's better. Not that I look great before, but <laughs> no fat anyway. Uh, big tall, <laughs> God, <laughs> big flary like, pants, yeah, flary <laughs> jeans. There he is. Look at there's. Oh, he's a big boy. Oh, William, but he's got the grandpa oh, pants on, right? Pulled up to his armpits. Shorts, yeah, trying to cover his Ned Kelly. Yep. Essentially, used to have his trousers like that all the time. We call them grandpa pants in my house. I used to say to him, like, which side? Size chest of those trousers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I think you should get some of them. Oh, I'd wear it right up to my double chin. And that's, <laughs> and he's he's, he's got what they call he's got a gock. That's a bad body. Yeah, six nine, six nine, and three hundred. And what did I say? Three hundred thirty. He looks like a Bigfoot. Yeah, he's a sass. Well, back then, CD, so you could run the keeper in the net, like literally. That's correct. That would be uh, hard to run him in the net. Mm, different era. The game's progressed since then, thankfully. Yeah. A little bit, you might say. Yeah, could you imagine? He probably couldn't move very well at all. <laughs> Died at 42, not surprised. Man, in that era, if you're six foot nine, Craig's like you're dying open. young. Craig's wishing he was back in that era. I would have showed them. I got another picture of a skinny old guy here. That would be that'd have been me. But that, that, that's, there. that's a skinny fat man, I think. Look at him. He's got bulging, no, bulges everywhere. His, his rib cage is coming through the bulging. That's, that's, that's not. Was that rib cage? That's not rib cage. It's just looks like a tumor. Hey, what is a skinny fat man? It's like. It's okay, a, let, let me take my shot. My jacket yeah. off here. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's, the skinny fat man is the most hated of all men. Right? He, he's skinny. He's not. Doesn't weigh very much. But he's just like got zero zero tone. Out of shape. Out of shape, and just like a pear, and just like it just falls off. It's just disgusting. It's horrible. Like no one likes a skinny fat man. No one. And what's a fat skinny guy? Is that a thing too? I don't think it is, but maybe it is. Let me give some thought. You think it would be? I think it would be. I know some real big fellows who can move around the field pretty well. Like, like some props at rugby are fat, but they move around the pitch really well. It's like, how do you move like that when you're that size? Because you are disgusting, but you move around the field really well. But like even the NFL guys, like the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they're like what three hundred pounds and three twenty, and they can run like a sixty meter sprint in like yeah once, five, <laughs> just yeah, once. once. Yeah. No, they're good though. Like yeah, no, they, they can go. No, they're amazing athletes. Yeah. yeah, they are. If you saw most guys that size on the field, no they chance would, they're running. They yeah. would move like that. They they are they are really quite quick. I mean, even the quickest quarterbacks, those guys get close to them over a short period. Then they go down and they need oxygen. I know that's just ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, they got the mask on on the sidelines. Like, it's incredible. oh please, it really hey, is. Tom incredible. Brady needed some oxygen yesterday. <laughs> what a mess! Did you see, that was great though. He was, owned it though. You know class. that was a good because like that came out, and 
there was silence from Tom Brady, and that was the best thing to retweet that. Yeah, with a little bit, yeah, little bit too much tequila. He was up all night, eh? Was he? Well, Good. I think that was when was that in the morning? Was he being shipped out of that? Wasn't that from the, the Wasn't that from the par- the uh, the boat parade? Was it not from that? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was from the boat parade. Oh, oh, it was good for him, man. Like, geez, you're Tom Brady. You won your seventh drunk, Super Bowl. Cheap Get pissed. Yeah, he's human. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. He had three beers, three light beers, and he probably yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. His vegan diet it doesn't isn't conducive to, to the beer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, people are saying he completed more passes on that boat than Mahomes did <laughs> in the game, tossing the trophy. Yeah, that was great. Quite amazing, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We discussed it last week. I mean, that six out of ten was was an incredible record, or whatever. Yeah. Seven now, like Jesus Christ. It's one of those records that probably won't be broken. And it, and he just slipped away and got and. Won it. What was the deal with the Patriots? Why did they get rid of him or why did they let him go? What was it? I, they I just didn't renew his contract. They did didn't they? renew his contract because Belichick thought he could do better. That's all. It's, you know, it was time. It was time. Well, maybe it was a Ferguson thing. You saw this guy. He's 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 reached the peak. He's not getting any better. It's time for yeah. a rebuild around him. Maybe right. now's well, the time to let him go. That's true. He's 43. <laughs> yeah, right. Except so best year ever, eh? Right. Statistically. But had yeah. he stayed, I mean, I, I have no idea. Had he stayed with the Patriots, I mean, would the Tom Brady Patriots this year have been Well, that's right. There's a lot of supporting cast there. Yeah. That but Gronkowski coming back after a year out and, and having that kind of he impact, amazing. amazing, right? In, in football, can a player take a year out at that age, no. like late in your career and come back? No, it's one of those sports where you can actually never play and actually play professionally. I mean, it has happened. Football, like American football. Yeah. You're specialized in one right. particular thing, right? Yeah, right. Like look at the guys that try out for right. a wide receiver or something. You know, like I think David James, who would make a good wide receiver. Yeah, athletically, they could probably do it. Yeah. Because you always get yeah. those those rumors about players. Or kicker. Oh, you know, kicker, never have to play. You know what I mean? Like, you're just... Well, the most recent You're not one playing on both sides of the ball here. Like the most recent one I heard about this week was who's the uh, UFC guy? He's like the, the Russian guy. He's like the, the star right now. I forget oh, his Khabib. name. Is it Khabib? Maybe he was saying that he's talking to some his mates, a f- professional footballer, and that they're trying to put the things in place to, to you know, allow him to fulfill his dream of being a professional footballer. It's just Ooh. come on, never ever. It never happens. Any good? No. Right. Who? Khabib. Khabib. Oh, yeah. You know the guy that beat McGregor? You know, McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. He's a good fighter, by the way. He is amazing. Mm. His dad passed away, though, right? That's correct. And he yeah. retired. I think they wanted McGregor to win that fight and then yeah, maybe draw up. back. But the reason Brady went to Tampa, is is that because he's from Tampa? Is he? Is that where he lives? Is that where he's from? What? What? It was just no, a he's, just, he's getting so close to being an old age pensioner. He might as well just like finish <laughs> there, back, roll there. himself right into one of those old age retirement homes. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Would that make Giselle a grandma? She ain't no grandma. That's some hot grandma. She's though. no part of that blue rinse brigade. <laughs> she will be. <laughs> Happens to them all eventually. You'll be friends with the Melania. Melania Trump. But back to, back to Gronk, you know, and the comparison. So in, in football soccer, like, Guy late in his career, retiring and taking a whole year off, and then returning at that level. Has it happened? I can't remember it ever happening before. I'm trying to think about I mean, injuries, missing I, a I year, know maybe. For but an injury, there's been guys that have kind of recovered and come back, but not retiring. I don't think you just, can take a year out, right? 
I remember Rio got banned for a year, or not a year. It's like half eight s- months. Yeah, that's right. For, for the, a drug violation. I guess uh, it depends on your age. Cantona got but he's suspended for a long time as well, Craig, for the Kung Fu. 11 game. months, wasn't it? I think for him. Yeah. But I just, I think if you're deciding to take a year out, there's already question marks to say, I don't want to do this. The hunger's no not there. The hunger's not there. As what? a goalkeeper, I think it could be different, Craig, because it's a specialized position and you know what it's like to get back into a certain condition for you to perform. Yeah. Whereas a player, I think getting back into the rhythm of getting fit and... Well, and if you're talking about what what part of the game are you talking here, the top end where you got to yeah. be at your very, very, very best, peak condition for out players. See a goalkeeper, you can you can definitely be older. There's a guy in Japan that's playing like a 46 still. Murray? Mura? That guy? Know. Is he still playing? That's a guy you just signed a of. new contract. Jesus. Fair play to him. Yeah. Maybe, though, if you say you retire and you spend a few months at home with the family, maybe then you think about reconsidering. <laughs> well, the thing with the NFL. Bell Media might be cut. TSN might be calling your shirts. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Say COVID happens and you're stuck at home with the family for yeah. a year. Well, yeah, I'll NFL take any players. job. I'll be the ball boy. <laughs> the NFL players are used to this long, like, long breaks, too, between seasons, right? It's very – that's – no wonder they get in so much trouble, the new Felons League. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's a long time off, isn't it? A lot of time. It's a lot of time and a lot of money, and oh. you're young. and Woo. But a guy like Gronk, I mean, obviously he stayed in shape, right? That's his passion is staying, like, working out. When you guys retired, uh, Gronkowski, Gronkowski, oh, right? Gronkowski, yeah. But, like, when you retired, I mean, you stayed in decent shape, right? But you, was that, it, was, it was never your passion to be the fittest guy at the club. Was it? Did you stop working out completely the second you retired, or did you keep... Yeah, up to a certain degree. Much. You, you, you gave it up. You, you said, he's sitting right beside you. Look at him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in his like he's in his late fifties. Well, I think with my clothes on, I don't look. Too oh, bad you look guy. great. You look fantastic. <laughs> Last week you told us the mirrors in your bathroom is the worst place, and you look awful naked. Oh, I said that. I was just wondering if I, I thought I looked okay in my clothes. Oh, in your clo- oh, in clothes. Yeah, well, you're possible. <laughs> I, you know, at least at least I had that. Like a kid, people. At least I thought. At least I thought I was kidding. When you're tall and thin, you can wear clothes and look good, oh, right? But you did you keep working out or do you just stop? Well, I, I was still involved. Like yeah, training. The right? problem with a lot of players when they retire is that they're not part of the environment anymore. And I was very fortunate to still be part of the environment, whether it be as a, a coach with the first team and then uh, kind of transitioned into being an academy coach. I was still around the training ground every day. Now a lot of guys I've spoken to, they like the initial like period of being away from football and just doing what they want to do. But after a month or two months, they're like, okay, I need to do something now with my time. Otherwise, I'm going to get stir crazy here. Who was the uh, the German goalkeeper who retired and became a bodybuilder? Weiser? Tim Weiser? Was it? Oh, that's right. Massive. Yeah. Didn't he go into wrestling? Wrestling, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I'll I, I look him up. He like I mean he was he was obviously always a really fit guy. Yeah, what and he got to him? huge. Not, he he, I he don't was know. wrestling for a while. Yeah. Well he went into WWF. That yes. type of thing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. WWE. E. Sorry. Get mixed up. Don't leave those um, the wildlife. Do you have access still to the, all the facilities? Like massage and treatment and stuff if you hurt? Well no, the first team obviously comes first and they're the priority, but 
we have like a chiropractor that will come in once every two weeks and if he's in in the morning I'll I'll try and get a little five minute segment with him just to give me a manipulation crack me out um, I don't like to really take the piss with the, the medical mm-hmm. staff they've got jobs to do anyway we're fortunate because usually Nigel Nigel manipulates us before we start the show here very much so with his sherry bottle <laughs> Remember uh, talking about guys that just completely just stop it. The Shep Messing, the New York Cosmos goalie, I believe it was. Shep with Messing. Back in the day. Didn't he work for MLS as well and do some yeah, commentary? Oh yeah, commentary, yeah. Yeah. But when he came up here in 2007 for the All-Star game, um, I mean, I grew up watching him, right, playing against the great white cap teams in Vancouver and all that. He said, because there was a charity game going on next day or whatever and he says no I haven't touched a ball since the day I retired ever interesting yeah. interesting but you won't eh? you know you played football American at a decent level in college when that that dream ended were you drawn back to the gym to stay in shape or I, I so I started playing basketball two or three times a week right okay so that's I, I actually played in a touch league that I found way with, too with, competitive with, with Nigel <laughs> yeah that's where you met Nigel. He knows what a fullback is. Um, but he was the chief beer boy after he was. That's right. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> when he wasn't playing on Saturdays, he was just <laughs> hurling beer in the stands. But you saying that, beer? You, you saying that about being competitive. Yeah. Like after being in uh, an elite kind of environment and then just going to try and play for the fun of it. When I retired here, I played in men's league with my buddies here on a like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night and the, the competitiveness and the shit talk that was spoken in these games like in the end I was like guys you, you're all working tomorrow <laughs> why do you want to break each other's legs or why do you want to meet outside in were the you a target? I, I got targeted yeah. yeah I bet you were yeah so I had to look after myself a couple of times and put <laughs> you know what guys that means. in, in, uh, in <laughs> crackers the crackers and heads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like even the guys I was playing with started to protect me because really? they knew I was being targeted. And I said, "No, nah, this is not for me. I, I was coming I out to just play and have fun with you guys." I, I, you know, playing just like pick up, not pick up, indoor beer league football. Like I stopped playing for the same reason. It's I like I'm fucking, it. I'm fucking 37 years old, and this fights breaking out in the field and yeah, this chirping. Like, I don't need this. It's pathetic. Yeah. We're going to work tomorrow morning. We don't need this crap. Well, the I get a life. Too, there's guys who are really good athletes still who are a couple of years younger than you. And, you know, because you were a former athlete, I was like 28, 29 at the time. These guys are like 24 and a year removed from actually playing, you know, serious college football. And they're still in shape. And I'm, you know, I'm just I'll go for a run here and there. That's about it. You know, play basketball. It was nice and easy. And it was too competitive. They were angry. They wanted to go. And this was just a touch league. But Pathetic. they're running full speed, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's all yeah, scary. Too much. Like, I, I was it's kind of questioning. I was going, are you guys trying to get like a trial at Toronto FC or something? Or, like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. We're here to like play yeah. 5v5, 6v6, have fun, have a sweat on, bada bada bing. You can count your points, league points, whatever it is. I'm not here for anything more. But these guys were like so like competitive and like I felt sorry for the referee in the end because the referee was having to like give red cards out and 
guy. Yeah. No. My, my problem is I play and, and, and they recognize me often, right? So they'd assume that I, you know, was a pretty Reducent. tidy player. Yeah. And then pretty you know soon. What? That must be incredible then, pressure. On it's you. a lot of, so much pressure. Because you know. Yeah, I know that I'm, I'm terrible. Something. I know that I'm not good. So and do you go around and just spread it all? I just tell them before? Honestly, I, and honestly, I mean, I actually got pretty chippy myself because that's all, all I had. But I, I can tackle pretty well. And, uh, I, and indoor soccer with just the boards. Win the ball. Yeah, just win that fucking ball. Any time on the ball, you're like people up. You know, any time on the ball, I'm like you know tits on a ball, useless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's embarrassing because they soon realise, oh sh- Jesus Christ, you're awful. I'm like, yeah, I never, I never said anything else. You know, we had a team at the score with Sid Sixero, with uh, Tim McAuliffe. Actually, Tim is a pretty good goalkeeper. KJ played. Um, about six, seven of us on air guys would play, and none of us could play. What division and were you get, guys in? Oh, it was, it was a shit like lower league division, and we were being bit bitched like nine, ten, nothing in games. <laughs> But That's when Sick came out in the, with the first game with the captain's armband on, and he had his socks up to his knees, bright new, lovely new boots. Right, he looked the part for like men's league division C indoor oh, beer amazing. league. And Sid, what you are you were doing? Still, <laughs> you were still amazing. five times better than Brendan Dunlop. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look as good at B though. B looked good. Who was, was the Dobby? worst? Was, was Dobby's good? a good Dobby? Dobby. You know, do you know do you know Dobby's uh, dad, Steve? You met Steve. Yeah, the, the Dobby, the boy, Dobby boys—they're playing our team too. And Tom, Tom's a good player, and Steve's a pretty good player as well, Sheffield boy. Yeah, but they also are very edgy. And yeah. when things would kick off, you'd always know where the Dobby boys were. Be son and father <laughs> throwing them. <laughs> Steve, stop it! Is enough. Sheffield. Oh, and 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 Steve Dobby um, has history up in Sheffield, running with the Blades firm. Yeah, and he knows some of those boys. And uh, sure. yeah, he's got some that stories. Was a really, that's a. That's a really loud crowd. Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. That one still, still town. And that's that the, what you said. Home? They've missed it right this year. Hmm? You said that before. You think that's a large reason why they struggled this yeah, year. Yeah, it's a big... They relied on it last year. Yeah. At Bramall Lane. Yeah. yeah. Two, Plus another city with two big clubs. Yeah. yeah. Sheffield United it's not the first and Sheffield club. Wednesday. Not the first club that comes up and goes, does it really well on enthusiasm. And, you know, Ipswich did that. Went to fifth, finished fifth. Then they were like, "Oh, let's give all these players long-term contracts." And the next year, they were relegated mm-hmm. with all these long-term contracts. QPR did that as well. That's with right. Harry in charge, right? Didn't, didn't Ipswich do it actually as well? And the Ipswich last time they came up, they had a really good first season. Yes, that was when they finished. Same fifth. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they went. Yeah, wasn't talking about us. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, after your time there, yeah, two thousands. <laughs> the 2000s. I guess it's time now for, uh, well, you know what? It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. On 40 prime. Last week's um, 40 picks little intro song. You gurgled at the end of it, and I listened to it back, and it was disgusting. Oh yeah, it was horrible. Like it sounded like you were you were dying. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Was that the closing one? No, it was the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the closing one was a long one too, but the, the opening yeah. went on for about thirty seconds, yeah. and it was like. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> watching him was like it was like all the stress and hate coming out. Yeah, it was coming out. He was just releasing it. Gargling like Once a Nigel. Week he does it. <laughs> Jesus. He likes his mouthwash. What were the result? Well, I think we got some good picks last week. 
Uh, yeah, you got the, the draw for sure. Yeah, you got the draw Spurs. and the Man, Man U Everton draw, yeah. which was at the last second. Yeah, yeah. He got Spurs two nil. West Brom, I said draw. He got Spurs two nil, and then and there was one where I got really wrong. Four nil. City it? Liverpool. That's right. That's right. I, I had City win. Yeah, I had three one, but it was four. Three one. Yeah, right. Ooh. So between us. Not bad. See, listeners, you could be making some money, Yale. Well, not not if you're doing a parlay. No parlays. Any gambling companies, we Double have bubbles. no ethics here. That's right. So feel free to call no us ethic. up and give money to us, and we'll talk about your gambling networks. We don't care. There's nothing we will. There's no standards we can drop to. Odds.com. Just give us a holler. Bet Fred. Bet Fred. William Hill. William Hill. Why not? Willie Hill. That's my, yeah. that's my yeah. bookies. The score, even. Why not? A the Canadian score. company. Good. Whatever. Just... No, whoever you gambling or otherwise, we don't care what you are, pornographers, we will pimp you your money. wares on this podcast. All right, first game, Leicester, Liverpool. Good game, this potentially. Ooh. Bit of a scrap for top four football, maybe. I think Leicester's okay. But what do you think? James Justin out for uh, well, a while, we think, right? This is a good game. Brendan Rogers, going draw. Brendan Rodgers going piece. up against Klopp. It's at Leicester, yeah? Yeah. One of these. 1-1. I am going to go. Early game. 12.30. Early game? 12.30. Leicester played tonight or yesterday. They beat Brighton in the cup. I'm going to go Leicester win. Leicester win from Deitcher. Draw. A score draw? 1-1, one, one, he said, right? 1-1. One, one. All right. All right. What's your point, though? I'm going to go Leicester 1-0. One, 1-0. One, All right. City. Against Spurs. Oh. Pep against Jose. Bring all that narrative out, shall we? City. Deep, deep block. The bus is going to be parked perfectly. Doesn't matter now. Actually, Harry Kane's back. They they, they lost to Everton. It was a ridiculous 5-4, right? Yeah, yeah 5-4. And actually, they, they, both, they both began the game attacking. Yes, that they one, did, actually. Right? It was a good game. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case against. <laughs> you don't think at City as well. Uh, uh, City, City two nil, two nil. Yeah, three one, three one City. All right. Next up, um, this is on Wednesday actually. Yeah. All right, Everton against City at Goodison. That's is a that, good game as well. That's a, is that a cup game? Because they've been that is the yeah. Is that cup? No, no it must I, be I league. So. No, it's yeah. EPL. Yeah, they've got two games this week, City, because they're a game in hand, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, Man City will win 3-0. So there were 17 games in the hop, they the one at that point. Yeah, 3-0. Who are they playing? <laughs> Everton. At Everton. At Goodison. 2-1 City. 2-1 City. So, according to these fellas, City's run continues. Winning both their games over the next week or so. Yes, sir. Seventeen. That's our lock. Our week's lock. By the way, about the Spurs. What do you make of Gareth Bale? Is he going to head back to Real Madrid next year? It's been a disaster, right? Is it fair to say it's been a disastrous loan? You never see him because it's unbelievable. He looks like he's lost all appetite for the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone was telling me as well that it's weird because of Brexit, he could struggle in going back to Real Madrid. But if you have a contract somewhere, surely that's not the case. And he's been loaded well, yeah, back. But it, no, yeah. well, that's... 
they can do whatever they want because everything's changed. But I'm sure Real Madrid are looking into it. Though, well, they'd love it, wouldn't they? If they could tear that contract up. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this is signed pre-Brexit. Now this contract it says this contract's illegal. Yeah, that's right. He can now no longer work here under the circumstances. Yeah. Well, but what a shame. Yeah, it's a shame because he was a, a fantastic talent. He still played well for Real Madrid sure in the did. early stages. He won the Champions League with maybe the best goal kick against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he just looks like I don't know whether things have caught up with him off off the pitch. His golfing handicaps gone very very. High now. Would you rather in golf? That case, don't, don't, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't go to Spurs. Like you were there, you know. Like if you think you're going to be like that, don't bother. Would you rather golf, Craig, in England or in Spain? Huh. I know, obviously, weather is obvious, but I mean, it's in great courses. Yeah, obviously, it depends in what time. Like, are you talking on a nice day or? <laughs> yeah, a nice day. Like, if you're just a nice sunny day. Only take a day. You take Spain, obviously. But the courses in Britain are amazing. But whew, Portugal, I played some games, rounds of in England where wish the world was going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking winds coming down there, the rain sideways, winds pushing it, and football games too. We have to close. Yeah, yeah the, that was just the that was just the, the game. You have to close uh, this little footy picks part. Oh yeah, that's right. We're in in the picks. That was the lock. On footy picks, on footy picks, on footy picks, on footy prime. Beautifully yes. done. Like a, a song angel. Pretty good. Holds it so nicely, that note. It's beautiful. All right, anything else you want to get to? I'm kind of running late. Yeah, i got to get home to the kids. No idea. All right. Three and four. Three and four. They're taking That's care right. of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Look that front door. They're just fine. Jeez. Put on the TV, order a pizza. That's right. Yeah. Turn the stove on. Let's go. Yep. Keep yourself <laughs> warm. Fantastic. All right, lads. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, we are off next week. It's, uh, well, just for the sake of it, really. Super Bowl party. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we'll be returning the week after. Send in your thoughts, your comments, your questions, or thanks, of course, to DeanBlundell.com oh, and to and Amsterdam Brewery. Alan Scholes and Looky Likey. Thank you for the Looky Likey, although I was... Oh, that's Schneider. right, yeah, that's right. You were brought... Yeah. On, follow the, uh, you follow the footy prime, the podcast, Twitter feed. You'll see uh, a great tweet from Alan Scholes. Um, and I was... Who was I again? I was Jack Black, for Christ's yeah, sakes. <laughs> what the hell? Good. You think so, eh? I'm not that. Adam fat. Sandler? Adam Sandler, yeah. And Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, that, that, that was bang on. The beard was bang on. Yeah, yeah, the beard was, but come on, the boat race wasn't. <laughs> he's better looking. Yeah, he's much better looking. But any R- other looking like you have? More successful and richer. Yeah, of course. It's not hard for me and Craig. <laughs> well, you are sitting between two plants right now. That's right. Yeah. Or ferns, sorry, right? Two ferns. Yeah, right. One forest. Oh, my God. It's right as itself. You're a wasted talent, Sean. I know, I sure am. And available for hire. All right, see you till next time. Bye-bye. Oh, my word. What? What a performance. What an absolute triumph you all put on this evening. Uh, oh, it, was, it took so much out of me, I can barely breathe my own breath. 
Uh, also, you footy boys did well as well. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, of these fine young men who did everything they could to please their new father figure. Stay tuned next week as we will talk more about kicking balls and running in strong legs and muscles bulging in sweat. As you were, another sherry. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 